I'm trying to lose weight in my nose or my head. More sp- Can you lose weight in your head? That's a hard that's got to be hard to do. But I need to drop a little weight from the neck up, you know. Is there like a crossfit for that that I can do more specifically for my nose? How do you lose weight in your nose for God's sake? So the other day I had to laugh to myself because I'm reading, um, just kind of thumbing through Killing Time, thumbing through the uh, this memoir of this guy Christopher Hitchens, who is a great journalist, kind of a interesting character. Kind of, I would have to say he's probably uh, I, I I overlooked him as probably one of the most interesting men in the world, although he passed away about a dozen years ago. Uh, but he was a journalist and Englishman and. Uh, uh, naturalized uh, U.S. citizen who was uh, he wrote for like political uh, journals and magazines as well as like uh, Vanity Fair and stuff like that he was I don't know he he um, had some very strong opinions very clever guy very smart guy very well educated uh, I believe he went to Cambridge and uh, or Oxford Anyway, so he was just documenting the first meal that he had when he arrived in the U.S. I think uh, on his, one of his first trips, and he caught it was an English muffin of all things. And he said that it was uh, what did he, he said? Uh, it was uh, an embarrassment to uh, the English as well as anything resembling a muffin. You know, it was an affront to uh, <laughs> anyone uh, assuming they're English or uh, how did he put it it was he said uh, it was neither English nor a muffin basically and we I just had to think to myself yeah you know we just kind of accept we just kind of accept it that, that that's what an English muffin is and it's not an English muffin it's it's not English, and it's not a muffin. So what the fuck is it? Like the Thomas Company just created this entity that they dubbed an English muffin, right? And you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They're good. They're not a muffin, even from an English viewpoint, even from the English vantage point that they're they're not a muffin. Like, for example, like. What the fuck is an like? What is an Oreo? Okay, um, there's never been anything less black and white than a um, than an Oreo because are uh, we led to believe that the dark is chocolate and the white is vanilla? Because it is not. It's uh, it's black. It is black. It's like charcoal black. And uh, the interior filling is white, but it's not a f- what flavor is it like? It's sugar flavor. It's sugar flavored. The dark is not chocolate flavored, and nor it's not chocolate. It's nor is it chocolate flavored. It uh, like what is it supposed to be? Anybody want to enlighten me on this? Like. They just tell you, you know, as a society, we're supposed to, we just were uh, 
sold a bill of goods. And I don't know, maybe the more passive in us just accept it and just realize that it's probably horse shit anyway and move on with our lives whether we indulge in it or not. Like for uh like Outback Steakhouse, like uh I don't think any Australians eat eat any any anything like that. Or especially their beer, like Fosters, they, they don't drink Fosters. Like um the most popular beer in Australia is called uh, Victoria Bitter, which they refer to as VB, made in uh, the state of Victoria. And no, I don't think anybody drinks Foster's. When they have that commercial, Foster's Lager, Australian for beer. No, it's not. It's Australian for nothing. It's it's a, it's a Australian for uh, horse piss. It's like nobody drinks that. But here we are over here. We're just like, yeah, I feel, I feel, you know, I feel like a real Australian now sitting in this Outback Steakhouse eating this blooming onion or some godforsaken thing, right? So, he <laughs> just, I, I, uh, yeah, always kind of fascinated by what we perceive as uh, true and correct, right? So I get so it leads me to kind of like so I went um, I got the inspiration I don't know when I was in Tao I was talking to my youngest my youngest is uh, she has she has a mild uh, mild obsession with the macabre the macabre you know the dark and gloomy the stuff that goes bump in the night and so when was it. I think the first trip I uh, talked her into going on with me was the day after Thanksgiving of 2018, I believe it was. So four years ago, um, we took off for San Diego and we went to, or Coronado rather, and we went to the Hotel Del Coronado. I said, we're get, uh, let's do a, we'll do like a little ghost hunter thing, right? We'll do a little investigation, so to speak. And because I know I'd read, I'd read stories. I think I, we'd even kind of, we'd even kind of uh, communicated back and forth as far as like lists of the most haunted places. And so there's always like a, you know, you go on the internet. Uh, particularly travel sites and stuff like that, they'll tell you, you know, they give these little blurbs that'll say the most haunted, 10 most haunted places in California or the 10 most haunted hotels. Yeah, there's always a list. There's a list for everything. So the 10, so the 10 most haunted hotels, uh, there's, there's always a handful that are going to pop up, particularly in California. The first one is, um, the Hotel Del Coronado on Coronado Island, uh, which is the little landmass. It's a little uh, island, just uh, a bridge, you know, one bridge from downtown San Diego. And there's supposedly like a, like some. It's always a story, too, about a a woman that was slighted on her wedding day or some kind of matrimonial thing where 
she or you know some kind of love lost situation uh a lost love situation and they end up throwing themselves off a cliff or something like that you know or take their they take their own lives and then they spend the rest of eternity kind of wandering the beaches or the rocks or the halls and so we headed down there well that was i think that was the very very first place um we had investigated and after that I think we've been since then we've done gosh at least a dozen I mean there's like the uh, the Cary House Hotel up in Placerville was a big one um, the Holbrook Hotel Grass Valley all these like a, an uncommon number of foothill hotels Seems as though there's always a Foothill Hotel. Like, um, like I spent a year in uh, the Folsom Hotel in uh, Old Town, and that place has got all kinds of stories. The t- I, I talked to one of the tenants there who'd been there. He'd lived there for going on like some like three years, three four years, something like that. Seen and heard stuff in the hall, stuff moving down the hall by itself. Uh, we didn't do an investigation of that one. Um, but I'd heard some, I'd ha- I had heard some noises. Uh, supposedly there's a little kid. There's a flight of stairs that goes up into, like it goes from the, uh, like the saloon bar, uh, through a corridor up a flight of stairs where the rooms are and uh on that flight of stairs supposedly like a little a little boy uh this is all and this all happened in the 1800s all 1850s 1860s you know right around the gold rush time all these foothill hotels and he had uh, evidently had fallen and uh died broke his neck i guess and so you can hear sometimes uh, a ball bouncing at the base of the stairs. Uh, sometimes, when you're, supposedly, when you're walking up the stairs, if you feel like a little tug on the back pocket of your pants, you know he's just kind of messing with you. But one uh, one night, my lady was over, and we uh, I had the window open. It was out. The window to my room opened into a side uh, alley of sorts. In the back alley was really just the back area for uh, the neighboring businesses and residences uh, which all backed into this alleyway so there's no like activity virtually none that is uh, anything other than say related to the businesses or somebody taking the trash out or you know nobody's out there playing it's a back alley so one night we were it was it was fairly late I remember being like god it had to be 10 30 or 11 and the windows wide open we hear a little boy laughing out there a little kid like little kid laugh you know <laughs> like you know the creepy shit and there's nobody out there there's nobody um like I say, it's not, there's no play, there's no yards, there's no nothing, it's a back alley. So that was weird, that was creepy, and it was verified by my lady who was with me, so she heard it, I heard it, I heard her hearing it, she heard me hearing it. 
So yeah, so we, so we, this is what, so this is what we do. So we kind of take off for these little investigations. We've been to parts unknown all over the place, up in Georgetown. There's a little bed and breakfast up there that was haunted. We stayed at uh, what else? Seems to me uh, we went to. Uh, see, what was one in LA? The big one in LA was the, um, the hell was it? Oh, the Roosevelt. Yeah, the Roosevelt, which is a notoriously haunted hotel. Um, we checked that one out. We didn't stay there. Um, supposedly there was somebody that, uh, supposedly like Marilyn Monroe's got some ghosts floating around there. Uh, there's a guy, there's a gentleman that had. Uh, bled to death, who kind of roams the halls. Um, 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 there's another one in Half Moon Bay um, called the Distillery, which is a restaurant where there's like the blue lady that walks the beaches, the rocks. Uh, but Audrey and I didn't investigate that one, but my lady and I have been to that one. And she got a little creeped out because we were, uh, we went out there, it was an evening, I believe it was on the bluffs of the rocks, we started to walk down by the trail and it kind of creeped her out, so we bounced. So we're all, like I say, we're all over. Um, there's even like a, a, there's even one in Stockton. It's a residence inn of all places, a residence inn, right? And if you look it up online, if you look at the reviews, there's actual literal reviews that say, you know, I checked in this hotel, middle of the night, my sheets got ripped off. Uh, pulled off me. Um, what else did they say? The TV was going on and off or something. Uh, definitely haunted. They, they, this isn't a, like a Yelp review. I don't know. I think it was a Yelp review. I fucking hate Yelp. I don't even like look at their reviews. But it was different. Like Maybe it was their own review system or something. So I called them up and I wanted to book the place. I said, and it was a specific room. It was like room 231 or something like that. I said, hey, did you know you're... And I just come in, I come in guns blazing on these poor girls, right? And I call them up and I'm like, hey, did you know uh, that you have a haunted room in your hotel? <laughs> like, imagine some fucking, some fucking space kid at some mental, <laughs> some some basket case just calls you up and starts telling you your rooms are haunted. But it was me. And I was like, uh, yeah, room 231, I, um, if you look at your reviews, like it says like this happened and that, are you, are you aware of this or, and the, they were obviously taken off, taken off guard. Like, I mean, who, who really reads reviews other than like, you know, just old white guys. Right. And so I kind of schooled them. I kind of got them up to speed and I said, but I, can I rent that? Can I, uh, can I, can I reserve that room? And like, well, let me check. And they get back to me. And they're like, uh, you know what? There's a, they're replacing the AC system in there. Like, we can't rent it out or, or reserve it right now. I'm like, ah, really? Sure. Gotcha. Okay. Wink, wink. But we stay, we end up staying there. Not in that room, but, um, but a residence in of all places. Like, what the hell? But it happens. Like, you see stuff on the, you see it all the time. You see those ghost stories, ghost adventure stories, the house or the ghost hunters, the international ghost hunters. 
talking about guys, you know, guys that are like traveling salesmen or whatnot stopping off in some, you know, nondescript hotel and all of a sudden shit just starts turning on and off by itself. You know, the door, the phone rings, nobody's there, blah, blah, blah. So, so a couple years ago, I, um, another one of these hotels popped up in this list and the list is, uh, the list kind of is interchangeable. Like it, some places come and go. Winchester Mystery House is always in there. The one in San Jose. I've never been to that one. It doesn't see. It doesn't strike me as. Uh, I don't know. You don't hear a lot about it. You hear a lot of, about the tour. The tour is interesting. Blah blah blah. But you never hear about encounters. Like an encounter. But one hotel uh, that I that popped up on the list is this one up in this little weird town called McColumney Hill and uh, it even like the town sounds like creepy you know it sounds like it's kind of a creepy dead end and in a way it kind of is um, the locals call it Moke Hill and uh, so I thought you know let's check it out what is it's called well the hotel in town is called the Hotel Leger and it's spelled like my last name but with a G L-E-G-E-R and it was uh, founded by this gentleman named by the name of George Leger uh, he's a Frenchman and so uh, the ghost the ghost adventure guys even uh, investigated it They're like wow shit okay sounds legit let's check it out let's do this and um so I'd never been to the town. I've driven past it several times. And, you know, up in the foothills, I do so much driving up in the foothills from between Jackson and San Andreas and uh, Amador and Sutter Creek. And uh, that's another one that's supposed to be haunted is Hotel Sutter. Uh, stayed there, didn't see or hear anything. But um, Oh, and the Delta Queen in uh, Old Sack. Uh, stated that one that was interesting I th- I had f- felt uh, well it's a it's a riverboat that's converted into a well it was always a hotel uh, even when it was operational but now it's docked it's just uh, it just floats there and then they have a restaurant and uh, and then they rent out the rooms and it's kind of it's a bit of a novelty and the rooms are kind of they're all uh, they're all kept to you know, kept in um, the time period that 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 it was uh, used in, uh, much like the uh, the uh, Queen Mary, um, the one in Long Beach. Same deal, haunted. Uh, lots of video footage, lots of investigations. That's another room two thirty-seven or some shit. Uh, stayed there with uh, two of my girls and when we checked in I asked them hey is such and such room available they said uh, I think it was like 221 they said no nope. uh, well uh, the people that are staying there well last night uh, about 2am they ran out of the room screaming so I I go oh well okay alright fair enough um, so like the Delta Queen uh, Queen Mary 
all these old haunted boats, right? So check the the what the uh, the Delta Queen, though, an old sack. I when I was laying in bed, I had I could I felt a distinct depression at the end of the bed near my feet, of like uh, if some something were to sit down or, or push down on the ends of the the sh- the, the cover, the blankets, you know. You could feel it. You could sense it, right? Um, I was the only one that noticed it, but um, felt legit. Seemed legit. Uh, not enough to creep me out, but uh, but enough to be to make make me aware. And then, um, but this town, Moke Hill, Moke Hill, it's. Um, well, obviously, it's got, there's, uh, it backs into the Miwok Indian, I believe it's the Miwok Indians that are, uh, it's their, it's their land that kind of is the, the, the local Native American presence, and, but the town itself is really, like, uh, it's really, it's small, it's compact and hilly, and there's not much there. It's a very, tr- uh, like if you pictured what an old town, eighteen hundred gold rush town, were to look like, uh, that never that never really updated its look, it would be this town. Uh, and I mean that in a couple different ways. I mean that in a kind of a in a uh, in a uh, cautionary tale too, you know, as well as like a uh, as well as a as well as a aesthetically interesting place to look at. There isn't much going on there. Uh, I think there might be. Oh, I'd have to look at the population again, but I can't. I can't imagine there's more than 800, six to eight hundred people in this town, right? So when you pull into town, one of the first things you notice is the hotel. Uh, it kind of it it kind of dominates the landscape. It's kind of it's this big. Basically, what it happened this this guy George Leger. Uh, he had bought the place in I want to say it was 1875, and it had a uh, it was the court it was a courthouse, uh, jail cell slash hotel saloon, and it had this and this was its third ver uh, the hotel this is the. Th- the hotel was the third version of the hotel because the first two, I believe, burned down. Oddly enough, there was a fire up there about a week ago, or less, or maybe just over a week ago, right outside of uh, uh, in the ed- on the outskirts of Amador County there. And uh, but it managed to miss. I don't know. They they contained it. It it didn't. It's just in a real compromised area. It's in a real compromised, strange little pocket, and it's very like it's very hilly. It's very it's a lot of undulating uh, roads through there. That, and like I said, there's not much that's updated. There's like a couple little apartment complexes, like old school apartment stuff you'd see like uh, like in uh, kind of on the fringes of say like Reno, where like you know, where like shit just didn't kind of break your way. So this is where you live now. And, uh, and then there's like a little wine bar at the end of the road. 
there's a trinket. There's always like a trinket shop, a little old bookstore, an antique bookstore, run by somebody who doesn't need to make the money because because they're not turning a profit. And um, but the hotel itself, see, it's third iteration here. Uh, it also it still has. Uh, it's got the saloon. And then it's got downstairs, it's got the old jail cell. And then the back of it is um, like a big courtyard. There's a little, there's a little pool there. It's kind of, I don't know. It's not, but like I say, it's, it's like, I don't, it's like something like if, like I never saw that movie Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, but this looks like uh, this is the setting for a movie like that, that that would be called Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Kind of old uh, marble benches kind of liberally strewn around the grounds. This old pool. Um, trees kind of unmanicured a little. And then the hotel itself is only two stories, well, it's, I guess it's technically three stories, because the bottom is, acts as more like a basement style, but there's a suite down, that's where we stayed a couple years ago, and it's not much of a suite, it's just, it's one bedroom, but it's got, it's, it's almost more of an apartment, it's got a kitchen, kitchenette, it's got a little living room, it's got a VHS tape player, (laughs) a lot of VHS tapes, uh, my youngest and I watched um, The Shining while we were there, naturally. And then, um, but it's but the downstairs suite is literally it 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 it's adjoining this little prison jail cell, this old jail cell, which they'd taken out most of the jail the the bars, the wood the floor is dirt, but it's but they left like tables in there. And some of it's storage, um, but some of it is just like brick, arched brick corridors. And when we went down there, like, it's really creepy. Like, it's legit. Like, this is really legit. Um, we did pick up a couple, like, we did a lot of video work. We did a little EVP, electronic voice phenomenon. We, we picked up an EVP. Uh, the film footage that we, that we had captured, though, it looked like they were those, um, those little orbs, you know, that are supposed to identify ghosts and so forth. But upon further research and stuff, it lo- they were actually like, I, I think they were just kind of dust globules that were just kind of reflecting light and uh, just little little dust particles and stuff like that. So we kind of debunked. We're there, and we're there to... I'm there to debunk. If I see something, I'm fucking jumping out a window, right? And the problem is this town is like one of those... Ten, it's like it's like those scenes like in those, those horror movies, like when the kids, you know, the teenagers all get in like a station wagon and they go out to the, cre- the creepy house that you're not supposed to go to. And the town is of no help because uh, the town's abandoned. And when they run for help, they run to these houses that have been uh, either abandoned or there's just some other weirdo in there that has no intention of helping them. 
Well, that's what that's what this town looks like to me. Like, I if I saw something, if I'm confronted by something, I'm not. I I, I would find little relief in running uh, for help because there's nobody out, or uh, doesn't look like anybody in this town that that I I would really want helping me. I don't know if anybody. It's just it's that kind of vibe. And then uh, and then of course down if you go down the hill from the hotel. Uh, probably a quarter mile, maybe a quarter mile. There's the uh, the cemetery. That's where George Leger is buried, uh, among other. You know, it's uh, and it's all old, old headstones, and the the grounds are all dried out. It's rocky. There's like weeds. You know the the it's not it's not a very it's not a very well kept cemetery. Uh, the headstones are kind of in disrepair, but you can see his, you can see his, his headstone. So evidently, so as the story goes, George Leger was, um, a bit of a womanizer and he, uh, see his room, he had, I think it was room six or seven. And anyway, he's up there with, uh, just like the song goes, the wife of a jealous man, but and he's bad, bad. Leroy Brown, baddest man in the whole damn town. So this guy George Leger, Leger got, well, he got, uh, he got intercepted. He got, um, he, uh, he ran into a Leroy Brown. He was confronted, and uh, this guy, he shot him. He killed him. Killed him and found him in, I guess, in bed with his wife, and uh, that was the end of old. Old Jorge Leger, right? So, so supposedly his his room's haunted. Whichever one it is, I think I think it's it's either six or seven. And uh, but it's creepy, man. It is uh, it's creepy. So when we checked in, there isn't even really a traditional. It's such a it's such an odd place. Like the way the layout is, it, it's really more laid out like an old courthouse. So there really isn't like a front desk. It's not. It's really. Uh, it's really. It's. It doesn't conform to a lot of the. Um, what you'd expect a lot of hotels to. To be, you know that that traditional front desk as a clerk or red you know somewhere to register you just go in there's a it's a small little desk and uh you're usually greeted by the owner or the daughter of the owner we got we were greeted by the i believe it was the daughter of the owner and i and i you know right away i just told her i said um, you know we're here to we're here to we're ghostbusters <laughs> me and me and my youngest like, oh, good. Okay. Like, it, it, they're totally unfazed. Like, I don't think that everybody that stays there uh, is there to hunt ghosts, but they're there to fun. But other than that, I don't know why anybody... I don't, I'm not sure quite why anybody else would stay there. It's not a... It's, it's not a... It's not a modern hotel. I I don't know. I mean, you're not there to hang out in the town. It's not a destination spot. It's just I don't know. Maybe they get a little bit of uh, they get a little bit of 
ghost traffic, right? People, there's a lot of weirdos out there like me. There's a lot of fanatics. Uh, most of them are, are probably, you know, I don't know. Why, what is it with goat? What is it with ghost chasers? They're all kind of like chubby, flubby, out of shape, kind of like, you know, the women wear like black lipstick and, you know, the guys are just generously uh, too fluffy and hairy and, uh, I don't know what it is. I, maybe that's why Ghost Adventures was so popular because you got like Zach, who's just like a fucking, he's like a, some kind of autistic weirdo that kind of, I think he leans into that a little. He's got, you know, he, he's, uh, his, his, you know, weight lifting regime regimen is a little more than even looks healthy, you know. Like, his biceps are just disproportionately too big, and his pants are too baggy and stuff like that. But but he makes it entertaining. He's got those big, thick rim glasses, and I don't think they're even prescription. They're just... But he leans into it. Fuck it. Whatever. So I'd ask the girl when we checked in. I said, uh, so, you know, what's... How was that, you know, when they came out? She said, oh, well, it was interesting. It was good. But, you know, they sensationalized it a little. They embellished a little bit. They, But, you, get, you know... Uh, I'm not naive. Like I get it. Like it's for TV. You've got to kind of play it up. You, you do want to, you do want to crank it up to an eleven. You know, you don't want to keep it at a three. You know, ah, I might have saw something. No, man, we're, you know, this is the Travel Channel or Adventure Channel or the fuck, whatever fuck station it was on. But um, so they must get a little overflow traffic from that. From the you know, the the mystics and the weirdos and the paranormal types and the all that crap you know so uh so uh, so we so we uh we we leaned in and we were we ended up getting that bottom suite not by design i think for some reason i think the room we had we had booked had an ac issue or something uh oddly enough coincidentally and uh so they just ended up they just that one happened to be ready. They gave it to us. It was cool. It's fine. And uh, it wasn't even that... I mean, it, it literally had a double door, like a French door, opened up into the, you know, the Garden of Good and Evil back there, which is creepy as fuck. And then you're, you know, you're literally connected to the uh, the basement prison cell there that um, with the arched brick corridors that... I mean, it's fucking creepy. It's fucking creepy. It's fucking creepy and um, but other than that I don't know why anybody else would go to the, there's nothing else going on in this town I mean literally like it's almost like a vibe where they don't want you there I mean it's literally it's literally off of uh, the uh, 49 like it's just right off the highway boom like you can literally you can literally hit it with a rock from the highway but it's kind of encased in this creepy ass town with like, even the road is all dried out and stuff. It's like, it's not even, um, the pavement's not even black anymore. It's like a, you know, like when you see those old pavement, those old, uh, roads that are just like, um, you know, they've been in some old mining town or that they've, that they've just, they've never just, they've never updated it. So, uh, so that's what we, so, so I'm going there Friday. 
<laughs> and I'm bringing my lady. I tried to get her to go last time, but she wasn't having it. And uh, so I, I, told, I, I got her to go this time, and I'm going to round up the youngest. And we're there, man. We're there, man. So we're going to give it another go around. I'm going to get some EVPs. I'm going to bring all of our equipment. Uh, I've even got my Ghostbusters outfit. Um, I, I don't know how the locals are going to take that. I don't really... I can't bank on their opinion because they're uh, they're a little suspect themselves. But but that's what's up this Friday after work. I'm heading for the foothills. It's on now. Hotel Leger. I want to call. I always want to call the founder Jeff Leger, but that just sounds ridiculous. <laughs> it's th- George is George Leger, the wild womanizing Frenchman, right? <clears throat> So the other day I'm fidgeting around on um, YouTube and I wanted to make a playlist for like a summer, like a summer listening playlist, you know, because all the girl, any song that exists is probably on YouTube, right? And uh, I found this great one. Summertime and the living's easy. And uh, it's a duet with Ella Fitzgerald and uh, Louis Armstrong. And, oh, man, it's so good. It's perfect for the summer. That summer heat, you know, you're just laying in there. Got, you know, you're sitting by the window, kind of staring out the window. Look, just... In the depths of the summer heat, you just hear summertime and the living's easy. Your dad is rich and your mama's good looking. <laughs> good song though, classic. It's been done by so many people, but that's ah, a great one. Um, got it. Sam Cooke did a version. Uh, Sublime sampled the riff, you know. Summertime and the living's easy. Na 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 That's an old one. That's an old one. Even Lana Del Rey kind of worked a sample of that into uh, her her uh, her one of her last her more recent radio friendly songs, you know. But uh, <clears throat> but so I. So I built this playlist to go out on my old man hikes. And uh, as I'm wandering through town, you know, like Old Town, uh, where I'm, where I live in Old Town is like, uh, well, back in the day, back when I was uh, in high school, uh, a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, that was Roseville. Now it's Old Town. That's the way it is with everything. You know, Elk Grove Boulevard, which is now Old Elk Grove, you know, well, back in the day when I was in high school, that was Elk Grove, you know, there's just so much like this growth population, this overstimulated growth population, like nobody, like I just got out of, a, I, I just got out of this Chipotle and it just looked like nobody wanted to be there, like modernization isn't good, modernization sucks, like, <clears throat> You know, I'm just kind of randomly like going through 
YouTube videos looking at like all these remote spots, places like the Faroe Islands. You know, there's like little towns and the Faroe Islands and stuff like that where people, you know, you live very deliberately. You know, you have to, you pretty much have to get up at a certain time, you know, to take care of your obligations because some of them are necessary for your survival. I mean, it's not, it's not man v nature, but it's pretty close. It's like, you got to round up the eggs. You got to go, you know, milk your cows or whatever you're doing, you know, like you, like you have to, like you have to, but you know, those people that see, they've got the sense of purpose and in their lives, like it's, they have to get up and do that. And, uh, even though it's, it, it, if you really, I don't know if you really scrutinize it, it might seem, uh, to be, um, well, maybe demanding or obligatory, but it's not. It's like it gives these people a sense of purpose, right? Like, because maybe the, maybe there's neighbors that are relying on them, or <clears throat> you know, they're relying on themselves. Naturally, you know, they probably make a lot of their own clothes because uh, there's no Starbucks, there's no Chipotle, you know, there's no like. You know, teenage kids are just lost in modernization, staring at the wall, just asking you, what do you like salsa with that? Like, what a horrible existence that is, you know? So, but there's no depression either. Like, I don't think there's any depression. Like, these people are very happy. You know, like that Werner Herzog uh, uh, documentary about those happy people up in, the, up in the Arctic Circle. Like, it's a very hard existence, but they're the happiest people in the world because they have a sense of purpose. They're not just floating around you know, uh, with, you know, unattached to anything with, you know, feeling like, oh, this, this, or, you know, removed and dis, you know, disenchanted and, uh, feeling all existential and shit, you know, like we have all this depression here and anxiety in the world, but it's because we are, there's, because we can just, we can hit a button on our phone and whatever we want is in front of us with no, effort with no uh challenge with no obstacles it's no purpose it's just i just needed french fries poof there they are fuck like no wonder we're all anxious and depressed but but the point of the matter was so um <laughs> so in old town where <laughs> i don't know i'm not sure where i was going with that but but in old town where i'm where i'm where I lay my head, um, it used to, that was Roseville, right? And and then so on that main drag there, Riverside Avenue, <clears throat> they've got these little illustrated little signs that say what you know what used to be here. Like they used to be like goat farmers, like sheep herding right through the streets. Uh, they're dirt roads back in the day, you know. And uh, there's also like a. It was like a big, like a giant orange. <laughs> so, uh, but in the orange was like, I don't know what they, they sold food of some sort out of it. Maybe it was like a farmer's market or a, uh, you know, you could buy produce out of it or something. And, and <clears throat> so after work the other night, I pulled up the, uh, I just wanted to see like what, you know, what kind of, what kind of archives do they have or any information on this, on these old 
old oranges and this this there was an old giant orange like i mean literally like a probably you know eight foot high eight foot wide you know thereabouts give or take and somebody selling produce out of it right and so evidently there's there, there are like a lot of these giant oranges giant you know like james and the giant peach type stuff you know just shit just floating around primarily in the state in this state in california here there's one at lemon cove down south uh there's one uh i think there's still one in dixon i remember seeing the one in dixon just south of davis there's one in chowchilla nobody and a lot of these are defunct they don't they're not used anymore because like for various reasons like the one at chowchilla they rerouted the roads the highway so that nothing goes by there anymore so and uh people elected not to buy their produce out of a giant orange okay and uh but it was interesting because as i'm doing my old man walks and i'm looking at all this stuff you know um there's so many houses that are now businesses and vice versa businesses that were houses like so is it, is it a house is it a, or is it, is it a business is it a residence is it a business is it a business or is it a residence you know is it a is it is it a floor cleaner or is it a, a dessert topping why it's both <laughs> but so there's a lot of like these little conversions these little i don't know i don't know i guess maybe the hotel or jay maybe kind of think of this because it's kind of like the 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 hotel that is uh it it isn't it 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 it's not a conversion but it's kind of a multi faceted weird like like these buildings that that are kind of kind of sprinkled throughout old town are like now they're like they're like uh hair salons or spas or uh whatever some kind of thing but you can tell this used to be a 850 square foot house for somebody. One bedroom, two bedroom, old, old little house, you know, and it's got, the area's got a lot of character, which I like. I think that the one thing that we're kind of lacking these days, sadly, is because of the modernization of shit, like, you know, this fucking, this poor, these poor teenage kids are just staring off into space asking if you want salsa with it. Um, it's, you know, we're, we're homogenizing everything and it's, we're kind of watering everything down and there's no, there's nothing that really, not too much stands out anymore, you know, that's sad, but, um, but it, 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 um, I guess, I don't know the reason I bring it up, I guess is, uh, I'd seen this, (laughs) I saw this thing. Did I get rid of it? But I didn't get rid of it. Damn. Maybe I get rid of it. Where? No. Recently deleted. Recently deleted. Here it is. So, it says here, um, just this thing that I found the other day. It says, English is the only language where you drive in parkways and park in driveways. And that's true. I mean, I've you know, I've I've said that a lot. I've believe it or not, I've, I've I really have said that. Um, 
But it's the only language... It's also the only language where you recite in a play and play in a recital. Uh, that one's a bit of a stretch, but... My point is, like, all these conversions, like, we... There's still, like, these resourceful roots of our existence, you know? And none more so than the language that in, that, that, that kind of invented a, a, or, carry, or, you know, carried us along as we were converting our houses into nail salons and tearing down our nail salons and putting in a, a waterbed or <laughs> some shit. But, uh, so your fingers have fingertips, but your toes don't have toe tips, right? Yet you can tiptoe, but not tip finger. Okay, so now it feels like they're just fucking with us, right? So then, so here's something more uh, for the British audience is uh, the word Q is just a Q followed by four silent letters. And that's, uh, that's, that's true. Uh, so a couple of Englishmen obviously must have been just sitting around maybe thinking like, well, what should we call this line that we're standing in instead of just a line we're going to call it? What, can we, what, what, what else should we call it? We can call it a Q. Oh, I like that, Q. But how would you spell that? Well, with a Q. Well, yeah, but you need more letters. Okay, well, just fucking add a U and an E and a U and an E. Like, double up. Like, go big or go home, right? <laughs> so that's, uh, so we got the Q. So, uh... Nobody, nobody, nobody says Q out here. Nobody lines up in the Q out here. Nobody Q's up. That's an. It's definitely a British thing. But, but speaking of jail, speaking of the Hotel Leger, another little mind fuck is uh, the jail and prison <clears throat> are synonyms, right? But jailer and prisoner are antonyms. They're quite the opposite now, aren't they? Isn't that weird? And finally, when you transport something by car, it's called a shipment. But when you transport something by ship, it's called cargo. Sounds kind of hokey. Sounds like somebody's full of shit. Oh, well. So, it is what it is, right? But, that being said, I guess, well, where was I going with this? I don't know. So, <clears throat> I guess the long and the short of it is, like, I just don't want, I, uh, my big concern is, like, I don't want to bring, I don't want to bring back anything from the hotel meaning like a spiritual like something attaches itself like I don't want that that's the last it's really the last thing I need I don't really have room at the at the uh, at the flat for anybody else uh and because uh, I've already got I have I, I've, I've I've got enough of this sh- this I've got enough of this shit already I was um you know I, I carry too much gar I, I I carry too much garbage in this car of mine anyway. Like, I've got I've got spiders in my vents, I think. Like, from all my outdoor exploits, my camping, 
my Laguna del Sol type shit. My Laguna de Tata. Matter of fact, uh, yeah, one popped out the other day, a little tiny spider. And uh, the, the security guy at the blood center noticed it. He drew my attention to it because he was, he was making a run for it too. And um, he went up the side pillar, the A pillar, by the windshield. I grabbed him. I got him. I got rid of him. No free rides, dog, because I carry too much other shit. I'm carrying like the virus. I've been carrying like the virus, like boxes of the virus here for testing. Oh, that's where I was going with that. So part of Old Town, too, like one of the conversions was this place that did COVID swab testing. So you, it was a drive-through. And it was it was along the edge of this neighborhood in Old Town. But the house was like, uh, well, it was a house. It was, a, but it was also a health, like a, it was a uh, Department of Health type business. But I actually went in there. This was, gosh, this was like, it was during the lockdown. I had to go in there for some paperwork or something. I can't remember what it was. Or maybe one of the coolers that they had the swabs or something. I don't remember that. And, uh, but again, is it a house or is it a fucking business? <laughs> is it a dessert topping or is it floor cleaner? You know? But, uh, so yeah, I carry too much shit. Like, I have, I've carried the virus in this car. I've carried, like, those radioactive isotopes that I took up from uh, FedEx to that hospital in Reno. So I don't need to be bringing back any spooks, any ghosts with me from the hotel, I guess. Long story short, I don't want anything attaching itself. If I see something, I'm going to shit twice. I'm going to shit purple Twinkies. It's not... I. So... Uh, that was a long roundabout way of telling that story, but but that's uh, yeah. as long as I can just keep my keep my nose clean, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to lose weight in my nose. How do you lose weight in your head? Is there like a CrossFit program for that? Honestly, <laughs> do you have an overweight nose? Is your nose grossly overweight? But. Uh, but anyway, that's the show. That's the show, you filthy beggars. That's all I got for you, but I'll keep you guys in the loop. There's a lot of sh- a lot of good shit coming up. World Championships start the same Friday, um, which is tomorrow. The World tra- See, there's another... Uh, there's another deal, like the World Championships in track and field are going to be in Eugene, Oregon, starting tomorrow, July 15th. First time ever in the U.S. You know, Eugene's always been kind of like a, like, it's the, it's the, uh, it's the mecca for distance runners in the U.S., right? And it's seen all kinds of international talent and competition, but the first time, this is the first time, you know, it's like those, it's like those houses that convert into nail salons or vice versa. It's kind of like, you're just kind of like right now, as we speak, there are dozens and dozens of international runners and Kenyans and, you know, 
Germans and Brits, Norwegians. They're all they're all coming together, they're all congregating, they're all they're all amassing together. All in this damp climate little hick town called Eugene, Oregon, as we speak. Shit's about to go down. It's about to get real. You can see some good shit. I gotta, I gotta stay focused, man. I gotta stay. If, like I say, if I get some ghoul decides he wants to kind of hitch a ride with me back to town, oh fuck, I don't know what I'm gonna do. But, <clears throat> but that's for me to deal with. I won't lay that. I won't lay that trip on you. It just got, you know. <laughs> my producer daughter, she used to have. I think I even mentioned this before. She had a. <laughs> she used to have a Pontiac G6, right? Yeah, four door, and there's a little ghost boy in the back. Uh huh. Yep, you heard me right. She was uh, it was when uh, back in the day when she was a nanny for um, um, uh, a brother and sister, a real young brother and sister, out on this big stretch of farmland, haunted, out by Ch- uh, is it Ch- Yeah, I think it was by between Merced and Chowchilla, I believe, and middle of nowhere. And there was a, a story of a little ghost boy that uh, had drowned in the, uh, the, the there's like a, a little canal or like an irrigation canal that ran on the edge of the property. And I evidently one, some little kid, some little boy in the past, he, uh, that's where he, uh, he met his demise there is, is, is uh, the ultimate fate. Real tragic, but but the little boy that she was nanny nannying for, he would see this guy, this little kid, this little kid. He'd he'd ask her, "Do you see the little boy?" And he'd be evident. He'd be over by like a ficus in the hallway or something. Well, ultimately, this 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 little fucker made it into her car. She'd be driving her Pontiac G6, just tooling down the highway, going past one of those big oranges, you know, that sell the produce out by Chachilla. And there'd be a little ghost boy. She'd look in her her rearview mirror, and there'd be a little ghost boy sitting in the sitting in the back seat, just kicking it. Could you imagine? Like, what the fuck? Like, God's honest. I believe her. I believe that shit. I don't know if I if I saw something like that. I don't know what the fuck I'd do. It's fucking insane. But she ended up trade, trading the car in um, for a Camry, and uh, the little ghost boy never saw him again. Didn't. He didn't make the trade. He didn't get into the new Camry. Uh, he just kind of... I don't know. Maybe the people that... Um, maybe the wholesalers that bought the Pontiac G6, maybe they got... <clears throat> maybe they've got a little stowaway in there now. I don't know, man. It's a weird world. Creepy as all fuck. That's right. Okay. So, enjoy the rest of your day, folks. I hope you enjoyed my nonsensical... Yapping. I'll talk at you later. A river baby.